Hey, right. It's a Stella, Stella Wednesday morning, March 27, if I'm not mistaken. That would be the, that'd be the setup here for this one. Wow, look at this. All right. Well, let's get this show on the road. Uh, morning cheers. Actually, I'm, it's about 5.15 right now and just finished a little bit of a meditation and just wanted to quickly start this podcast off with a with a story that basically has been uh, one of the top leading stories that people have asked me when they first find out that I've had a double hip replacement. I got to tell you how many times that this, uh, it gets people by shock because I'm a fairly active person. And, and you know what? It's one of the things I kind of pride myself on is the idea, ninja-ish, but the idea of not so much disguise, but it's almost like, yeah, you don't always have to show and share your, your disabilities. You just have to be who you are and share it. But anyway, it's one of those things that came up for me that I wanted to share with this first episode of a, of a podcast talk. And so how this story came to be and how someone like myself ended up getting a double hip replacement and oh actually how did that how did that come about it's actually that story is way more interesting uh, which is what I wanted to touch on how that came about well I used to work 20 years in the restaurant industry and uh one of my last days of working behind the bar in the in the restaurant industry was like crazy it was in the West Village and it was a, a bar that I'd been in there for like four or five years craziness it was it was it was really like a wonderful wonderful spot but yeah it was totally crazy because you know you're servicing people 24 7 but prior to that we're looking at 20 years of experience but this was like the tail end of it because you know you know when you're waking you're working in a, a series of jobs and you just have aches and things started to like you know hurt or everything started to bother you well it's, it's one of the things that happened here at the tail end of my uh <laughs> tail end of the bartending career but uh I shouldn't say tail end but it did my body really took a toll on that but uh it was around World Cup and uh, the last World Cup which is 2014 in uh, like late August actually great great World Cup season but I knew that I was in trouble because every day I had some serious hip pain and certain things started to happen it started to swell up like both my thighs and the hip area I'm talking like twice the size it would swell up and fortunately at the time the place was closing so it all just came together the place was closing world cup ended one of the biggest biggest uh biggest events that happened in the west village for having sporting events and we were a sports bar so it was insane and it was leaving leaving on a high with so much pain i still remember leaving and just like looking for a cab to get home because I knew that I would have some time off because I needed to take care of this and basically how one ended up getting to this point 2014 swollen hips and getting into a cab with pain that actually started basically around the age of five six seven and eight when your bones are still malleable you know um, either sitting wrong you know as a little child I would position myself differently on the floor and then I would basically eat 
And so what we've come to find out is that, uh, you know, bones are still malleable, sitting wrong and being overweight at a young age, six, seven and eight. And your bones are malleable, which is why martial artists or, or, or those would love to work with kids as opposed to older teens because their body's already shaped with, with you know, six, seven, eight. You can still stretch them out. You can still um, have them do routines. They can work into their flexibility. Well, by the time you hit a certain age, your bones harden and forget it and that's what really happened and led up to the disconnection or the dis- this disposition of my hips um at 2014 so cut to leaving work into the cab and i actually make my way back home and it was a time where i got into the cab and i just could not get out like it hurt so much that i would have to use that handle you know when you get into that car you sit down and you're trying to get out. Uh, you get out, you pay for the cab, and you get out, and you realize you're going to need some help getting out. And it's like, what, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I think it was. And you just hold on to that. Hold on to that handle and get out. And that's when I really knew I needed to get this checked out. And so this is the part that I, I love the most. I did not know who to talk to about getting a hip replacement. Like, where do you go? Who do you who do you go and get this assessed? You can go to your primary care doctor, of course, but then they would send you to a specialist. Well, who do you, how do you decide a specialist? What insurance do you have? Um, so many variants that come into play. What type of hip replacements are you going to get? Is it something that is long-term? Is it something that is customized? Is it something that's, that will help you uh, strengthen your bones like will they mend correctly with your bones will your body reject it so many variables ladies and gentlemen that came in the head man I'm talking about I'm talking about like Disney wormhole thought conversations of like yo this is not gonna work it like sort of like Fantasia but dark like in a sense where you're just lost in, in deep questions of like how are you gonna recover what are these things you, who are the doctors you're gonna have to check out you literally have to go and shop for the right doctor and fortunately i had both time and i had the patience and more importantly i really had the concern of making sure that when i get this done right i can actually feel better than i am feeling now which was like 2014 and then in pain so here's a story that, uh, here's a connection to where uh, I love this story so much. Um, there's a saying, it's, or there's a saying that I remember you know, sharing with myself and, and a couple other people. I think uh, one of my high school teachers had told me this, Judy Rosenbaum, that's right. My high school teacher, Judy Rosenbaum, said this to me in the middle of class and I was walking out disgruntled, but she, uh, she grabbed me before I left uh, class one day and I remember her saying this, she goes, it's... Uh, it's not who you know. It's how you treat the people you don't know that makes you who you are. Right? It's not who you know. It's how you treat the people you don't know that makes you who you are. And I don't remember the situation at high school she said that, but why that, that came out. But it was something I remember her sharing with me, Judy Rosenbaum. She's an awesome, awesome, awesome Jewish teacher. African lit, actually. She was a very, very powerful woman. And, and so... A very powerful, influential woman. I remember that staying with me. So that state, that statement stayed with me. So cut to me. Now I'm knocked out, laying in bed. It's 2015, right? So I'm already out for like six months, trying to find the right doctor for hip replacement. Now this takes time. 
got to find the insurance, got to find the right doctor. You know, you got to find, oh man, more importantly, like how are, like how are you comforting yourself through the pain? Because at this point it was already bone on bone. So I'd stop working, you know, whatever hours I did work, you know, in the restaurant industry. For those who know, you're working average, at least, I mean, at least the people I worked with. For those you know, when you're working in the bar industry, restaurant industry, it's not eight hour shifts. That's nothing. That's like, that's like, that's like just a wake up. You're working 14 plus if you really wanted to make the money, especially on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You're doing doubles. Um, so resting and waiting in, uh, in Brooklyn to find the right doctor, it took some time. I gotta tell you, it took at least a year. I went to like six, was it six? It's more like three or four, like three or four doctors and all four of them I didn't like. No, I literally did not like uh, the way they said it. You know, they're trying to talk to me about a hip replacement. Hey, you're going to need a hip replacement. I know a guy. And you know, every time you hear somebody say, I know a guy, it's, it's kind of <laughs> cheap stuff. <laughs> you know, it didn't really work out for when they said that. And so I just kept getting frustrated. So it's now 2015 a year and my legs are swollen and I had no way of uh, recovering from that. So one day I, I call up a friend of mine, uh, old school buddy, we used to hang out. Um, we were kept in touch, you know, periodically, you know, throughout the years. You know, he was my buddy growing up. We were friends in, in, in elementary, we would cause problems, tip over garbage cans, you know, barbecue on the roof in Brooklyn. We would all watch Mets games. There was a bunch, bunch of us. We'd all stick together. But anyway, he was one of the few that came up. He reconnected with me and he found out that I was actually bedridden. So he came over to the house. And when he came over to the house, uh, we were hanging out talking about old school days. You know, it was like midsummer. I had a cane in my hand. I was walking around the house in a cane. This is like a good, man, we're looking at it to a year and a half now. So this is, this is from, from 2014, 2000, summer 2015, going into August right now. So it's a year and a half. We're just over a year. And uh, so he comes over and he's like, hey, I didn't know the situation was this bad, bro. You can't even walk. I was like, nah, I can't, man. It takes me like, you know, an average person. What's, what's the time frame to walk down a block? Like, like, ask yourself that. Like, how long does it take for you to walk down a block? What? minute and a half two minutes maybe yeah, well you know if you're living out in if you're living out in Long Island there's no such thing as long blocks <laughs> no it's only long blocks yeah but uh yeah it would take me 10 minutes to walk one block because my steps were that small and it was just that much pain and it was summer so anyway he's in the house we're chilling we're having a, a couple of a couple of brews and uh he goes yo I need something to eat and now if you're in Canarsie there's a couple of places that you can get some really good food in, really good sandwiches. So I just opted to say, hey, you know what? If you definitely want a sandwich, I know a spot up the block, Sunny's, really great deli, standard deli. It's like your classic Kanasi deli. Kanasi. This, this thing's been here since, uh, I guess it was 1967, it was? Yeah, it was established in the late 60s, you know, in 2000. 15 right now so Stab's late 60s owned by two two brothers but actually owned by its father Sonny's Deli was owned by its father uh I forgot their father's name but it was uh, Mark and Anthony the two brothers they ended up taking it at the tail end they ended up taking it 
uh, over. And so it was these two brothers. And then something happened with one of the brothers. Uh, Mark, actually, he was like the businessman of it. And he left. So it was really just Anthony. Anthony and his wife running it for I forgot how many years up until this point. But I always went to support them. And so me and my buddy Pete, now it's about, now think about it, my legs are swollen, I'm walking in, uh, I'm just happy that, you know, another friend came by to say, at the time, another friend came by this, in the summertime, let's go get some sandwiches and, and think about the old days. So we're walking over to the deli, now it's late August, and uh, we walk inside, now I had not seen Anthony in like, who knows, maybe two years a year and a half because I wasn't you know wasn't traveling and wasn't visiting I, for some reason or when I'd walk into the store it'd be somebody else there anyway walk in and Anthony sees me first thing he says dude what are you doing with the cane bro like, hey man you know need a hip replacement thanks but I'm, I'm here to pick up and have you have one of those famous sandwiches you can make me Anthony man just so I can forget about the pain make me that make me that sandwich that makes me forget about the pain Hold the mayo. <laughs> give me extra honey mustard, but hold the mayo. Just give me a, I think it was a turkey glaze sandwich at the time when I used to eat uh, uh, meat, but it was a turkey sandwich at the time. Something, and he would just make them like the size of your freaking forearm, man. They were like 11 inches and just like, I mean, it was just piled high and he was the only one that would be making them like that. So, get the sandwiches, cool, no problem. Now, as he's making the sandwich, he realizes that I have a cane, he's asking me, Yo, Ron, what are you doing with the cane? Uh, is everything okay? I'm like, uh, I'm actually listening to Anthony talking to me while I'm watching the highlights of the Mets game. And it was a Thursday. The reason why I know it was a Thursday is because it was a Mets game that happened Wednesday night where they came back and won eight points. They, they, they came back to gain eight points. I forgot which team it was, but that was a highlight. It was like, yo, the, and I forgot what you, you can check it out. You can go, you know, thank God for the internet, right? You can go back and check it out. Uh, August uh, 2015, what the, what the deal was at the time um, with the Mets to find the season when they came back eight points. And so he's, Anthony's making a sandwich. He's telling me, have you found a doctor yet? And I told him, no, I haven't. There was no, you know, there's no real doctor. Now I'm looking at Pete. And we already popped open a root beer sandwich and we're taking a sip. Because again, it was, it was, it was like midsummer. We're taking a sip and he's making the sandwiches and we're looking at the highlights of the game and, and, and Anthony goes, well, why don't you go to the hospital special surgery? I'm like, what? Hospital special surgery? There's no way you can go inside there. I mean, that's like home of the Mets, right? Home of the Giants and Mets. That's where they go in and get that. And you got to have a certain type of insurance for that. Anthony goes behind the pastrami sandwich Picks up a rotary phone. Mostly, I probably won't even know what that is. But picks up a rotary phone. I kid you not. Dials the rotary phone. Now, we're in Canarsie, 2015. He's still using a rotary phone. This is how old school this deli was. Keyword was, right? Breaks my heart to even think about it. Makes the phone call. Gets me an introduction to the, to the head nurse there. And sets up. I guess just a phone call. They gave me, we exchanged information. And then it was really then that I basically did some things. I had to make some phone calls, make some phone calls, like repetitively, make some phone calls to, uh, <laughs> to get my name on the board for the doctors to see me. To make a long story longer, after Anthony gives me the phone number, we make the phone, he makes me the sandwiches, the bomb sandwiches till this day. It's one of those sandwiches where you eat half and you better save the next. You, you, you put it up in quarters you're not going to eat all of it so if you eat half that's basically thanksgiving meal right 
and you can save the sandwich. You can use it, eat it for you know two days after that. Still, anyway, as I'm leaving, I get the phone number, get the phone number to the hospital special surgery, and it was up to my end to make the phone calls. You know, every Tuesday, because my they they only accept new people only on Tuesday, so I had to make a phone call for at least four months. It took me four months every Tuesday to make a phone call to make that appointment. So I think it happened in late July because it was in November that they accepted me to come in. And when I was able to go into the hospital special surgery after making a phone call, after be giving the number of hospital special surgery by my deli guy who had not seen me in a year but cared so much about me to where he made sure that he can get a hold of me. Now, I don't even know how he got the relationship with the one of the head nurses at the hospital special surgery, which is basically the hospital special surgery for the Jets and the Giants whenever, or, or I think it's not Jets. It's actually only Mets and Giants. At the time, that's what I know, Mets and the Giants. Um, he was able to get that phone number for me, and I was able to you know, have that appointment. You should have seen me when I got in there. I knew that I was in good hands because I knew a lot about the history of hospital special surgery and how they keep things um um, basically perfect as best as possible to be caring for these operations for individuals so anyway I walk in there I get to the doctor I see the x-ray and this is one of the best responses I ever had the doctor comes in he's like I've never seen hips this damaged before how are you still walking by the way I have the top four doctors here willing to do the operation you get to choose which one first thing out of my mouth was how much are you gonna pay me <laughs> we started laughing and our friendship first continued there dr um liali uh, and I, ever since then it was a it's been a journey on that note so i got the operation done and from there it was just straight up that's a whole nother conversation in itself but from there it's a straight up nutrition uh resistance uh, resilience and and positive thinking but for me to get to this point of having a double hip replacement, for me to actually take the time, uh, it took me a year and a half. I was very fortunate to have the space and the time to, to sit and wait uh, for the right doctor. But more importantly, here's a guy, Anthony, and his, and his wife, who I had not seen in a year. If my friend Peter, Peter didn't come by and ask for a specific hoagie sandwich, and this is how intricate little things are. If my friend Peter didn't come by that day, right that that time to ask for that sandwich and i suggested hey let's go get a hero cool to meet anthony to where he can help me get into the hospital special surgery after me not seeing him for about a year and it's just treat people you know hey how you doing when i walk by always wave or go get a root beer sonny's root beer and so uh yeah i'm internally grateful for what anthony was able to do for me to connect me i mean again it's not who you know it's how you treat the people you don't know that really makes your character and how things set up forward to be. Um, and so reason why I say was, because uh, as of two months ago, wow, it's getting a little emotional here. As of two months ago, Sonny's Deli closed down. He sold the building and he moved out. This is a whole nother conversation where New York is going, but there is no more Sonny's Deli. So technically, I'm like two years shy. Who knows? Who knows how I would have gotten to the hospital special surgery. But as of two months ago, the deli is gone. He just packed up and left. He was tired. Um, so he took his wife. They sold the building. And, and, and now there is no deli sandwich hoagies for, for you real, for you real hero fans, hoagies. 
That's what heroes were called. There are no hoagies here in Canarsie. So it's another bit of New York that is gone, but I'm very grateful for our friendship and what he was able to do for me to get me into the hospital special surgery and uh, to get the right doctors, to get the right customized hips, mind you. Uh, all would have never happened if I did not walk in there to get a sandwich. I was basically honey mustard, honey glazed, <laughs> turkey sandwich hungry. And I came out with a connection that helped me uh, at least help me have the best summer that I've had in my entire life this uh, 2018. But it's how you treat the people you don't know that, that defines your character. All right. Well, I hit my mark. I wanted to make this 20 minutes, and there it is right there. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, just remember, every step you take forward, for some people, okay, you know, it may just be a step. For others, it's just a new revelation for them to actually feel the ground and not have pain. And uh, that makes me grateful every day, uh, actually, you know, to really sink that in there. All right. Have yourselves a great rest of the week. This is March 27. RJ signing out. Peace.